1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Here we go on a super bowl Friday. Austin Bechtel with you. It's the fan early morning show, man. We had a lot go on in the last couple of days between the NFL honors last night. The Steelers have made a couple moves for the coaching staff. Cam Hayward was named The 2023 recipient of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And what happened yesterday on this station. One of the most. Just overall. You know, I don't even know the correct word. Just must must listen days in the history of 93.7 The Fan in 14 years. A day that I know a lot of you won't forget. And a day that a lot of us here will never forget. I certainly We'll never forget as Ron Cook rode off into the sunset. Sir Ron is off to Florida tomorrow. He'll be on a beach watching the Super Bowl in Fort Myers. And after being here since day one at 93.7 The Fan, Ron is retiring. And I got a chance to produce his show yesterday with Joe on Cook and Joe and. for me, going into it, you know, I knew the ramifications. I knew how emotional of a day it was going to be, and I don't think there was, there, there was that many dry eyes in the room at the station or for a lot of people listening when the end ended up being a full circle moment. So we, we had guests that, I mean, oh, my gosh. You think of a Rolodex of people that you wish you'd be able to talk to in your life. That's pretty much what happened last night. The amount of people that came on the show yesterday that I I thought about last night is some of the guys that came on. I mean, just these are some of the names. Tom McMillan, Penn's historian. Vinny Ricci, the old host here on The Fan. World Series manager Terry Francona. The winningest head coach in Western Pennsylvania history, Jim Render. Pit basketball great Billy Knight, Moon Township Zone, Kentucky basketball coach John Calipari, World Series winner Steve Blass, and Pirates Hall of Famer, the greatest dealer of all time, Joe Green, and at the buzzer, Broadway Joe. I mean, it was absolutely incrinculent, Ron. And just for me to be a part of that is something that I'll never forget in my entire career, in the early infancies that I'm still in of it. At least I hope to have as long as a career, half as successful as Ron's. It's a day I'll never forget. And it's a day that, I mean, truly, we went into the last half hour of the show not knowing if we were going to have Joe Green, not knowing if we were going to have Joe Namath. We called, we called, we called. Joe Green was landing in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Got him. Got Namath in the last 10 minutes. We set the scene where it was pretty much, well, Ron... And we came into the last segment playing My Way by Frank Sinatra. Ron loves Frank Sinatra. My Way, just the beginning of that song, too, is so sad as it is just rewarding to listen to and inspiring. And it was true. And Joe said it. Ron, you did it your way. 14 years at the fan, 30-plus as a columnist. Man, it, it was emotional. And the amount of people that were tweeting it that were just listening and tweeting and sharing good vibes, sharing messages. Oh, my gosh. And then Ron, when it was all said and done, walked out to a sea of people here that were clapping for him and cheering for him and wishing him well. And he rode off into the sunset. And I think it just tells how much of an impact that, he had on people and how trust, this is just a life thing trust, respect, and really just telling people stories and being interested in people and caring how much that it goes a long way. Joe Namath, Joe Green, Terry Francona, John Calipari in the same show. And to end it with Joe Green and to go full circle with Beaver Falls' own. Joe Namath, Ron, also from Beaver Falls. Oh, my gosh. It's something that I know he'll never forget. It's something I'll never forget, and it's something that will never be forgotten in this station's history. We wish you well, Ron. Thanks for the memories. Cam Hayward, Walter Payton Man of the Year, 412 928 you want to chime in on anything, we're going to go over a wide range of topics here today. There's a lot to talk about, and a lot that went that went on at the NFL Honors, including how about Demar Hamlin not winning Comeback Player of the Year after coming back from the dead, pretty much dying, he did on the football field and being brought back to life in Cincinnati. And yes, he was inactive for a lot of the season. And yes, he wasn't starting. He was in a reserve role. Was a healthy scratch a lot. It's difficult because Flacco, in terms of overall play, in the letter of what the award says that it's supposed to be awarded to, awarded for, it was given out to Joe Flacco, and that's the correct. If you're going to give it out to the player who was the best player in terms of an injury or maybe just not playing at all the previous year, and they come in and just has such a big bounce back. Yeah, Joe Flacco is probably that top candidate, but man, I, I'm just so surprised that it was taken away from Demar Hamlin. From a football perspective, Joe Flacco, yes, should have won. But from an ultimate life perspective, it was maybe just a one off. I'm surprised that it wasn't that it wasn't Demar Hamlin that won it. I really am. My vote would have went to him. Would have been close. Joe Flacco would have got my second place vote. If I had to put a percentage on it, I would have given, obviously it doesn't work this way, but DeMar Hanlon probably 55% and Joe Flacco maybe 45% of the vote. Or let's just say, hypothetically, we're giving out 10 votes. I'd probably give Joe Flacco four and DeMar Hanlon six. This is about Cam Hayward. The Walter Payton Man of the Year. You know, it's an award that I was going back and looking at the previous winners. It's kind of a lifetime achievement award. At least it's gotten to that point in the NFL where not a lot of young guys win it. And part of that is because of the fact that you have to be nominated so many different times because a lot of the guys that were nominated, I mean, Cam Hayward was nominated, what, six times before he ultimately won? So many of the guys were that were nominated, I mean, think about this, there's only a couple guys active, and only Three guys active in the NFL that have ever won it. They're still active, other than Cam Hayward. You think about J.J. Watt in 2017 with the Houston Texans. He played a little bit longer, but Andrew Whitworth with the Rams, he was done, 2021, won it, won his ring, retired. Chris Long, Philadelphia Eagles, 2018, didn't play too much longer. Same thing with Larry Fitz and Eli Manning, 2016. I mean, they did play a little bit longer, but... You're talking about Jason Witten, Charles Tillman, Thomas Davis, Anquan Bolden, Matt Burke, Jason Witten. Some of the guys earlier on in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Kurt Warner, Jason Taylor from Miami. Another local Pittsburgh guy. Well, Danny and Tomlinson and Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Chris Carter in Minnesota. Dan Marino, Central Catholic in Pitt's own. Boomer and Junior Seau, John Elway, Steve Largent, Warren Moon, Joe Theismann, and that's not even mentioning any of the Steelers, some of the Steeler greats that have won it. Walter Payton won it in 1977, and the award bears his name. You know, Cam Hayward is somebody that I feel bad for from a football perspective. I just don't think he gets enough recognition. And I'm glad that he's able to have the Walter Payton Man of the Year award bestowed on him, and have the patch of the statue on his jersey for the rest of the days that he plays. It's rewarding for Cam just just from a mentality perspective, man. I mean, he is somebody with the Hayward House that works so damn hard in this community that was inspired by his father, Ironhead. And him and now Connor Hayward playing together on the same team a lot of what Cam Hayward does is just overall being a model citizen. Being a guy that somebody that you can look up to. You can aspire to be. How about it was Prince Harry that announced it. That was pretty fascinating. Cam Hayward was nominated six times. Six time was the charm. And I feel bad for Cam because he's only won one playoff game in his Steeler career. Cam wins a $250,000 donation to the charity of his choice. And all 32 nominees receive up to $55,000 donation. TJ Watt, shouted him out, said a phenomenal teammate and a role model on and off the field. Well deserved, Captain. Coach Tomlin, congrats to my guy, Cam Hayward. I'm so proud of the man you are. What you do on the field is your job. What you do off the field represents the person you are. You're a true leader, <clears throat> true leader on the team and in the community. An honor to be your coach. You know, I, I feel like sometimes it gets lost in translation just how great of people are represented in the NFL in terms of just community engagement, community involvement. I'm glad that the Walter Payton Man of the Year will work and show that. For Cam Hayward, because, you know, he's somebody that just embodies Pittsburgh, Ohio State to the Steelers, Iron Head at Pitt. And that just, you, you know, it's hard to put it truly into words about the impact that he leaves here in the community and just overall on the game. And it, it's, it's just great to see for him to be able to deliver the speech just emotional in the player that he is. 412 928 9370. If you want to weigh in on anything, we'll talk about TJ Watt and Miles Garrett and just the unfortunate situation of Miles Garrett beating TJ Watt for the Defensive Player of the Year award. TJ Watt was robbed. Yes, he was. There's really no other way to go about it. You're Miles Garrett and you have one sack in your final seven games of the year. How does that constitute the award? Well, you could think advanced analytics and made-up stats. Not made-up stats, but just stats that were kind of pushed to the forefront that aren't what's most important. Tackles for loss, tackles, sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions, defensive touchdowns, all the above. The Fan Only Morning Show for the Average Joe is presented by CGR Wholesale where the average Joe buys like a pro at CGR Wholesale. Also, fan weather. It's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1,500 trucks at Sun Chevrolet. High of 60 today. Unreal for the middle of February. It's 46 right now. Low of 43. Cloudy skies throughout the day. Tomorrow, a 40% chance of rain and a high of 59. 412-928-9370. What do you want to talk about? Super Bowl, NFL Honors,
0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All right, here we go. Fan early morning show. Let's get into it. TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year battle. People have already been tweeting me about it. So, Miles Garrett won. Congrats, Miles, Cleveland Browns, on your successful season and getting trounced by the Houston Texans. Yes, the Steelers got trounced by Buffalo. It wasn't as bad of a game. But this is a regular season award. So, let's look at the regular season. Miles Garrett, 42 tackles. TJ Watt, 68. Tackles for loss, T.J. Watt 19, Miles Garrett 17, sacks 19, Garrett 14, Watt with the lead by five. They tied for forced fumbles with four. Piece, fumble recoveries three. One Watt interceptions. Watt pass defense. Watt quarterback hits. Watt Tack- touchdowns scored. Watt, you know, analytics have really been overutilized in sports, especially in baseball. People want to talk about spin rate. They want to discuss just the just all, all these advanced metrics. You'd you think a spin rate is one of the top, obviously, that come to mind. But also, all oh, pitch framing. Austin Hedges is so important with pitch framing. That might be gone in five years on automatic balls and strikes. Automated system, which honestly might even be closer than five years from now. The amount of time somebody spends on the ice in hockey, the overall length of shifts, just all of the above. Pressure rates, almost sacks, almost quarterback hurries. Miles Garrett led the league in almost sacks, almost pressures, almost tackles. I just think it's pathetic and ridiculous. T.J. Watt is the first player in NFL history. It's over uh, 100 years. Yes, I know that sacks were first officially recorded in 1982. So let's just take it to 1982 then. Okay, great. You've had fantastic players in the league. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, J.J. Watt. He didn't even do this to leave the league in sacks three times. Doesn't it just seem right? That TJ Watt wins the award. I, I I mean, doesn't it? Miles Garrett, when you have one sack in your final seven games, and I understand you did not play the final game of the year for Cleveland. Okay. Judges won a 16 game sample size. Fine. Fine. It's just kind of unfathomable to me. I, I, I don't get it. Somebody try to explain it to me. At 412928, 9370. What am I not seeing? What am I not seeing? And I know we have a guy from Cleveland that likes to tweet into us, and he talks about he tweeted in saying, oh, at least no losing seasons for T.J. Watt and Mike Tomlin, and that's probably what they're saying to him. I don't think that's 1,000% true at all or even 10% true whatsoever. But, I mean, doesn't it just feel like T.J. Watt got snubbed? He got robbed. The Steelers are 1-11 when T.J. Watt does not play. Defensive player of the year. T.J. Watt is a case for most valuable player of the year. And how about he put on his Instagram story, playing hooky, right over by Las Vegas Boulevard. Put it on his story at about 7.30 last night. And he said, nothing I'm not used to. Tweeted it out and... 100% right. Should have won Defensive Player of the Year the year before he won Defensive Player of the Year. He could have it three times. Quarterback hits Watt sacks Watt tackles for loss Watt forced fumbles. They're tied. Interceptions Watt defensive touchdowns Watt pressures Watt pressures per multiple different outlets Watt including pressure percentage. Let's go out to the phones. Good morning. What's up? You're on the fan.
4: Hey, how's it going? Good morning, brother. I'm Happy good, Friday. Happy Friday. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, man. TJ's gotten snubbed, man. I don't, I, I don't know how he does it. You, you know what I mean? Year after year, the guy is literally a game changer. Miles Garrett's good, I think. TJ Watt is above and beyond better. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just ridiculous that he's constantly getting snubbed. He gets national recognition, but when it comes down to Awards and everything like that. Only one defensive player of the year. It's just kind of, you know, he's getting snubbed.
2: Well, and I'm not trying to say that Miles Garrett is bad in no, any regard. No, me, me either. You know, yeah, we're, we're not trying that's to make that bad. argument. And I think that's that's what no. some people just maybe nationally, especially in Cleveland, just of course they're going to no, yeah. try to make an argument about it, trying to say, it's well, bad, oh, dude. you're going to go with your hometown guy, and it's the same thing with Cleveland. But no, Miles Garrett is a very good player. But by the numbers, in most dif- most categories. Pretty much all categories that really matter if you were if you and a couple buddies are sitting down watching the game or just talking about football on a random Saturday night in December, you're looking at the stats you're talking about sacks pressures, tackles for loss, quarterback hits, tackles you're not talking about oh what's the PFF pass rush win rate grade
4: exactly I mean and and, and you could throw interceptions in there also. I mean, I because just literally TJ Watkins drop back into coverage. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Just living in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm from Albuquerque, but still right outside of Pittsburgh. But man, it's just year after year, just snub. But the guy, literally, he he's a game changer. I, I just
2: mean, think I've about done. this. I was I was fortunate enough to take a trip with my dad and a couple other family members to go out to the game in LA this year against the Rams. And oh, that's awesome. When, see, so far it was unbelievable to see. What well, T.J. Watt did though in this game, interception of Matthew Stafford, take the ball all the way down to the goal line. Steelers punched it in a couple plays later after T.J. brought it back to about the three, four yard line. If T.J. Watt doesn't have that interception where he dropped back into coverage, grabbed the ball, went almost all the way, I don't think the Steelers win that game. He, I don't either. Single-handedly
4: play. Cha-
2: changes games, and then again, they're one and eleven without him.
4: Yeah, it. it I- It's just, it's, it's crazy to me, (laughs) but I hope you have a very blessed day. Thank you for taking my call. Long time listener. Listen to you every morning, brother.
2: You too. Appreciate it. Have a blessed day. Let's continue going out to the phones. What's up? Happy Friday on the fam.
3: Happy Friday. How's it going? I'm good, man. What you got? Um, I think that this award this year was kind of like that pity award, that participation (laughs) award, because they felt bad for Miles Garrett. He's always finishing second. Um, And also, I don't know if you remember, but T.J. Watt also called out the NFL, you know, at least the refs for all the calls they're not, even Omen. So I think it was a little mixture of a pity party for Miles Garrett and punishment for T.J. Watt, basically saying you don't call out the refs, you don't call out the NFL. And, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate, but I think the world sees it. You know, we all have eyes. We can all tell who's the most impactful player and the best defensive player in the world right now. So... It's just unfortunate. He's just going to have to go out there and prove it again.
2: I think there's a really good argument that Max Crosby could have got the award over Miles Garrett as well. I probably would have made Miles Garrett third behind Watt and Max Crosby. Crosby, 90 tackles. He had 20 hurries, 14 and a half sacks. He had two forced fumbles of his own. I mean, he's on the Raiders, who obviously are not that good either. But still a fantastic season for him and right up there with what Garrett's numbers were.
3: Right, and then I think about that first game versus the Browns when they came to Pittsburgh, and the impact that TJ Watt had on that game and the impact Miles Garrett didn't have you know on that game um you know, so I, the proof is just right there on the tape, and i like I said, I think it was just to punish T. j Watt for calling out, and then they felt bad for Miles Garrett.
2: Yeah, I think the flip of the coin is that, I mean, Miles Garrett had a very good game when the Steelers went up to Cleveland and played there, and Cleveland won in a game that the Steelers had no business losing to, what, Dorian Thompson-Robinson? So Miles Garrett did show out in that game, and, I mean, that might have been the game where the voters just Uh, decided
3: it. To to me, that's an average game for T.J. Watt, though. So think about that. That was a great game for Miles Garrett, but average for T.J. Watt. So, I mean, still, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
2: Appreciate the call. You know, I really think that Dan Moore, who's been eh, average at best, he kind of owned Miles Garrett for a while. I mean, right? I mean, fair for a while. I mean, not this year. Miles Garrett had his fair share of wins against Dan Moore. Last year, though, Dan Moore did pretty well question that was sent in as a text, how can T.J. Watt be AFC Defensive Player of the Year, but another AFC player that was Defensive Player of the Year? He should have been the one that was awarded the Defensive Player of the Year, though, right? I mean, like, in terms of by the numbers, body of work, what the award is based off of, that's what it should be. And J.J. Watt won it three different times. Is it Watt fatigue? I don't know. But it just feels like Miles Garrett, this award was handed out to him in the middle of the season, maybe even beforehand. Because one sack in the final seven games, that's the time that T.J. Watt really started ramping it up. T.J. knew he didn't win. That's why he didn't go to the NFL honors. Like, when have, why have we just made this a priority? And look, I, I respect PFF. I think they do a lot of good things, and I view their numbers not necessarily with a grain of salt. In this regard, I do. But a lot of others in terms of just overall player grades, how they grade quarterbacks, how they grade the offense as well. And I do think it's funny that Texas sent in that Christian McCaffrey was Offensive Player of the Year and Lamar Jackson was MVP. It's kind of like, well, Christian, you were the best offensive player, but, yeah, we got to give it to Lamar because he's a quarterback and just how well he played. 412-928-9370. Lamar Jackson, MVP, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett won. Defensive Player of the Year, DeMar Hamlin, did not win Comeback Player of the Year, went to Joe Flacco. The pre-show, it's coming up next on a football Friday. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs, 49ers, Kind of been going back and forth. But Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes, I'll put my money on Mahomes in Kansas City. Don't like it. Don't want it. but think the Chiefs come home with a third Super Bowl for Mahomes. Appreciate us next time with them.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?